Hello, all you reinventors. This is Leslie Jane Seymour, and I am the founder of this podcast. I'm also the founder of Covey Club, where we deal with all things reinvention. Um, come on over there. If you're serious about your reinvention, drop the word reinvention, rethink, uh, refocus, whatever our word you want to put in there um, into our little spyglass um, at CoveyClub.com. And you will find all kinds of free articles and downloads and interviews and tip lists about how to get your reinvention going. We know that it's hard, but we also know it can be done. And if you're serious about reinventing, consider joining Covey Club because we do it together. We don't think this is a sport you should do all by yourself. It's very hard. That's why I created Covey Club because when I left More Magazine and I had to figure out what I was going to do next, I was left all on my, on my own. And it was either hanging out with the 20 year olds, which was great, but it wasn't going to answer the questions um, that I had and the way that I needed them. So anyway, I have a fabulous woman for you to meet today. This is Michelle Jacobs, and she is the co-founder of Womanness with a friend, uh, Sally Mueller. And they are women's health advocates, brand building pros, and they are looking for an offering modern menopause solutions from head to toe and everywhere in between. They happen to be Gen Xers and they reinvented themselves in midlife as startup entrepreneurs. So I think you'll enjoy this discussion. She has talked to hundreds of women going through menopause, through perimenopause, through menopause. They have created 13 products that did um, we're in their opening salvo. She's, she's going to talk about a couple of them that she thinks are really unique and that really help women and what she's found in the research from that. And I love the fact that she is also a reinventor herself. So she understands that all these things are moments in our lives that we are being asked to reinvent. And menopause is one of them. And it really is a matter of mindset, I believe. And if you take yourself in with the positive mindset, I think you will find it's a wonderful time of life, despite the hot sweats, despite all the things going on with your skin. There are bad things going on, but the basic part is pretty great. So here I bring you the lovely Michelle Jacobs. Hi, Michelle. So glad to have you here today. Hi, thank you so much for having me. So we're going to talk about reinventing your approach to menopause, because we know a lot of people are unsure about what their approach should be. <laughs> and mm -hmm. especially today when things seem to be changing and thank goodness they're changing, things are getting out of the they're, they're getting out there. Um, it's not as hidden as it was, at least um, when I went through it, where people weren't talking about it, um, and of course, generations before. But I also love to talk about personal reinvention, because sometimes that opens your eyes to reinventing other things. Tell me a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, and how you left corporate life to do your own thing. 
Sure. Um, I grew up in New York on Long Island um, and went to college in New York. Also, I actually went to business school in New York. <laughs> I guess I spent a lot of time Oh my time goodness, you're sounding... You're sounding like the New Orleans people. There are people in New Orleans who've never left New Orleans. I, I don't usually meet people who've never left New York. Hilarious. That's yeah, so funny. spent a lot of time here, but I started my career in digital marketing, um, right at like sort of the high the heyday of like the internet just starting. And I worked in digital media. Um, I was encouraged by the people I worked with to go to business school. So I went to NYU. After business school, I worked at um, Pfizer Consumer Healthcare in like typical (laughs) brand management. So I worked on Advil and Centrum and really, really standard consumer like brand management. And from there, um, I actually had what I considered in terms of my career, my dream job. I worked for I, I left Pfizer and worked for Real Simple Magazine and Real oh. Simple was really at like, again, this was, when did I go there? It was um, 2005, I guess. And it was really like kind of the heyday high point of Real Simple. And I helped, my job was to take the brand, which was a huge media property and turn it into a products business. And so we oh, did Oh, interesting. Line. I didn't know that. Interesting. Yeah, so we had a product line that launched at Target and then eventually moved to Bed Bath & Beyond. And when we were at Bed Bath, we had over 14,000 products under almost every category in the store. And I helped to, you know, everything from building the design team to working with Bed Bath to figuring out like, how can we grow and extend this brand? Um, and I was there for 10 years and I loved it. And uh, eventually left because just the magazine business was getting too crazy and ended up at Home Shopping Network where I worked with, with Joy Mangano, who is the woman that invented the Miracle Mop. Oh and, my God, we did a story on her. Hilarious. Oh, really? Yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah. I worked for story her. More, yes. Yeah, so oh my I, goodness. Um, wow. Yeah, it was right around the time her mo- the movie was coming out about her life with Joy, yes. with Jennifer Lawrence and Robert De Niro and the movie Joy. And her business was exploding. And I actually helped manage, you know, getting into retail. We expanded her into almost every retail outlet out there. Um, and it was, I was there for a while. I was there for four years. And it was around that time where Sally Mueller and I, Sally is my business partner. I met her when I pitched Target back when I was at Real Simple. And we'd been friends ever since. And we came together to start Woman S, which is where I am today. Wow. Awesome. What a great story. I love that. <laughs> You've really had, I, I love the fact that you even swung by the the publishing thing but not in the print area that's very right. smart yeah it was it it didn't get crazy it just died <laughs> so it's really horribly sad these beautiful brands real simple was a fabulous brand i have your uh i have your hangers the, yes, I bought probably the last, the last ha- real simple hangers all over my house so and i worked on there that. you go yep Fabulous products. So terribly sad what's happened to all of those. So let's talk a little bit about menopause. And was it a, was it your own experience going into menopause that made you think about it? Or were you just looking at an open target with no one there? What was the thinking? Yeah. So full disclosure, I am officially in perimenopause. 
I am like in the thick of perimenopause. My business partner, Sally, um, is in, has gone through menopause. Um, there is no end. A lot of people think, you know, once you're like, right. menopause, there's some ending to it. There no, isn't. it's forever. Um, <laughs> it's forever. And what happened, she, she and I are very good friends. And we would talk often about our careers, our life. And she was really having health issues and, um, uh. you know, encouraging her. And she was working really hard and traveling all over the place. And finally got herself to a doctor's appointment at the Mayo Clinic. Oh, wow. Was listening to her and, you know, really understanding what was going on and eventually said that, you know, hey, Sally, everything you're experiencing is actually due to menopause. It was not just randomly, you're exhausted, you're having libido issues, you're having crazy night sweats. These are not random occurrences. This is all about menopause. And like so many women, she only associated menopause with hot flashes. And she's, she literally said like, what are you talking about? Really? <laughs> wow. That there are over 40 symptoms related to menopause and she was experiencing about 10 of them. Um, and the sort of aha moment was the doctor handed her a list of products to go try on Amazon. And Sally took one look at this list and said, I'm not buying any of these products. <laughs> they weren't modern. They were not clean ingredients. They did not have really great clinical data behind them. Oh. And when she and I continued to talk about it, and we talked a lot about, you know, her experience and what was going on, you know, I also had my own aha moment where I was turning 50 and I just saw around me a lot of my friends were leaving their corporate jobs or just unhappy, uncomfortable, having health issues, having relationship issues. Like there was this sort of change in the my friend group and my network. And Sally and I kind of identified that not only were there no products that were good for this woman, but there was also this huge lack of education and information about midlife, about perimenopause, about menopause, what's happening to your body. And then finally, there was no inspiration. <laughs> there was nothing cool, modern, interesting for an older woman. And mm -hmm. that was the, we said, you know, this is a huge opportunity from a business perspective. And we really felt passionate about it from a women's health perspective. So we quit our jobs and decided to start Woman S and we did. Wow. Now, how did you get to that name? What does it mean? Um, that's so interesting. Um, Woman S to us is sort of the essence of being a woman. Um, and that's really what it means to us. Um, it's interesting. The logo itself is it's a W with an apostrophe, like it has almost like it looks like an apostrophe and an O that looks like it's rolling forward. And then it says woman S and the O, the rolling forward O is sort of the movement and the, of our lives and the rolling forward. And the apostrophe always sort of symbolized to us that it's about our own health, but it's also the community of women. And so it was like me and all of us. And those mm -hmm. two all of those ideas kind of came together for the logo and the name. Mm, okay. So talk a little bit about your products. When they first came out, Covey Club did a story on them. So why don't you talk about where you are now? Because um, what are you making that's new? 
and yeah. what are the products that women are enjoying and, and what kind of feedback are you getting and any kind of studies you're getting? Sure. Um, it's been an amazing launch and experience over the last two years. We, um, when we first decided to do this, we interviewed, I don't know, you know, hundreds of women. We did tons of focus groups, just community groups. We used to host something called Womenists in Wine, which was, <laughs> that was a good idea. Women. Yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. Just communities of women. And what we learned early on was that when we talk to women about perimenopause or menopause or what they know about their bodies right now, there was not one particular thing that rose to the top. It was a whole series of issues, whether it was their skin was changing on their face, their skin was changing all over their body, um, hot flashes, night sweats, lack of sleep, hair changes, sexual, all kinds of sexual wellness issues, incontinence. I mean, we, a range of, of issues. And what we really set out to do was create a assortment of products that dealt with the most symptoms that we felt we could make a difference in a woman's life. So we wanted to make our product line, we, we literally use the word useful. Like it has to be useful. It has to be something that is going to make life better and make her experience better. Um, so one was being useful and two was making sure we were addressing the full range of symptoms as much as we possibly could. Um, and I say that because when we first started, you know, from retailers to investors, a lot of people said, oh, you can't launch with, we ended up launching with 13 products. And people said, oh, you can't do that. You don't, nobody does that. Right. <laughs> you should start with said, one or two. Is that usually yeah, the thinking? Start with one or two and you focus and then you grow from there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we we said, you know, what, what the, our mission is, is to create a solution for women. And that solution includes many different things from skincare to supplements to sexual wellness. And we would not be true to our mission if we didn't do that. So it was a big risk, I would say. I think it's paid off in the end because our top five products are in each one of those different categories. Um, you know, our, our neck and decollete serum called Let's Neck is probably our by far hero skew most purchased. You know, we've gone on a stock a few times on that item. But our neck and decollete serum is a real, people love it. And I think it's because not only is the serum itself really amazing and feels great on your skin and helps with, you know, the prevention of more, you know, um, like of more aging of your, of your skin. It helps with um, smoothing, a little tightening. It really feels great. It also has this cool roller ball that as you roll it on your skin, your skin cools off and feels great. It works on your fascia. It's it's just, it's a great product. Um, so Let's Neck is our number one, but our number two product is a supplement called Menopause. So like menopause, but it's Menopause. And our supplement really works with hot flashes and night sweats. Um, it has an ingredient um, derived from, from an adaptogen called Bacopa, which helps with mood and focus. And it also has ashwagandha in it. And we've had such amazing results with this product. It's only three ingredients. Um, it has amazing reviews. And again, we feel like we've really made a difference with this supplement. 
Um, and then our third best-selling product is kind of neck and neck, our two vaginal moisturizers. We have a water-based and coconut-oil-based ba coconut vaginal moisturizer. And I just can't say enough that sexual wellness issues continue to come up with so many women we talk to. So our vaginal moisturizers are again, really um, useful for that and have been, and we've gotten a great response. Um, and there's one more to add Then probably the fifth on the list is the works, which is our all over body cream. And again, the skin all over your body changes um, because of the decrease in estrogen and the decrease in collagen. And so it really helps with your arms and your legs. And again, we've gotten this really amazing feedback. So while we have 13 products and I, I won't go into all of them right now, but I would say our top five really cut across all of the different categories we're in. That's great. And um, so there are a lot of people jumping into this space, as you know, it seems to be just as more magazine went out of business, everybody <laughs> decided to jump into the space that was where more magazine was. And the big problem was we couldn't find advertisers. Yeah. Um, so now that it's alive and kicking, why do you think suddenly it's become alive and kicking? Is it because celebrities have finally aged? into this area and decided that they're not going to be quiet about this. I mean, of course, celebrities did age before, but they <laughs> yeah. were, but they were, I think they were ashamed to talk about it. It was something you couldn't talk about. Um, we know that age is like kryptonite for any celebrity out there. Yeah. Do you think it's the celebrity focus that's changed things? Because it's kind of surprising to me. I, I'm hoping desperately that this is not just a trend and that it is a focus that we're going to stay on and, uh, you know, be conscious of women's issues as they age as a whole category. There's money here. There's money to be made. There's people to be served. But I'm just a little leery only because I'm just wondering why now? Do you have a sense or thought or yeah, thesis? Yeah, I think there are a number of cultural things that have happened that have allowed this story to rise to the top. And probably the biggest one is just women in general, more women in the workforce and more women aging in the workforce more women knowing how to start their own businesses, um, more women running media companies, more women having their own podcasts. So one, you have more women than ever turning 50 or 51, 52, right. And right. staying in the workforce. And so they have access to doing exactly what you're doing right now, creating podcasts, writing articles. Uh -huh. There's That's number one. Number two is over the last, you know, few decades or so, women are talking much more about their own sexuality, their own health. Um, you know, if you look at the millennials right now, they really opened up the conversation around fertility, infertility, conversations about miscarriages, endometriosis, a lot of issues, all, and like I said, all kinds of sexual wellness issues. Those mm -hmm. women are now in their 40s and those women are starting to age more into perimenopause and menopause. And they are not like generations before. They want, not only are they staying in the workforce, but they want to feel good and they want to talk about it and they want better information and they want access to better information. They want their doctors to be educated. 
they're not as scared about things. Like they know that there was a lot of misinformation out there and they want things to be clarified. So you have this like women in a much more, many more women working and out there and wanting to stay active. You have this younger generation coming in really willing to talk about these things. And then it does not hurt to have some of these celebrities who, you know, whether it's because they now feel comfortable, maybe they see a business opportunity and yeah. maybe they just are like, you know, I'm not scared anymore because I have my own money. I have my own access. I have my own way of, I want to create my own brand. And all of that helps to create an environment where we've, list, we've lifted some of the taboos that have prevented women from talking about it. Um, and I, I mean, just to add one more that, you know, just the fact that women are staying working, they have access to their own insurance. So they want to find their own doctors. I mean, like there's so many cultural things that have happened right now that's creating um, this this huge cultural change. And and I I also hope it's not just a trend, obviously, but I don't think it is because of the women coming up behind me. Um, I'm 51. So the women coming behind me are really going to demand better information, better products, you know, really pushing aside any taboo that ever existed before. Gosh, I hope you're right. I really do. Um, <laughs> but I think you're right. I think it's a really good observation about everybody, you know, having their own money and having their own insurance and being able to ask for the things they need being out there in the workforce. I don't know if you, you probably have read the recent study about the billions of dollars being lost. They're, they're now thinking that one of the invisible hands in the workforce um, as to why women are leaving the workforce, they, and especially in their 50s, they're, they're speculating that perhaps that there, because there is no accommodation for menopause symptoms at all, that they're now speculating, they actually have some research suggesting that it could be that, you know, because there's always been this, why are women, there, why are so many more women being pushed out at 50 than men? Yeah. And yeah. there's, an, you know, yes, there's the invisible, you know, sexism, racism, ageism, all of that, which hits yeah. women worse. Um, but it was really interesting. They did a big, huge, um, uh, study and they're they're finding that because there's no responsiveness as you know in England they really put it all up um, for a vote and it failed but it um, it was definitely something that people can actually track and show that there are numbers and money that is being lost because of businesses not addressing this issue and the during you know for women who are working yeah I, I think it's it's really interesting, and I, I, I think I, and I hope this topic continues to be researched personally. And this is my own opinion on this. I think there's so many things already working against women in the workforce. For instance, right. you know, like not getting paid, you know, as much as men, you know, right. not getting the promotion. So women are working so hard, doing so much in the workforce, and on top of it, now they're not feeling so good. And That's right. I think it's sort of those triggers. It's like, you know, I don't need this anymore. Right. <laughs> That's right. What I, that's what I hear from my friends. It's not like they're saying I'm in menopause. I have to quit my job. It's, no, no, I, I agree with you. I, it doesn't I come out like had, that. Yeah. Right. 
and I have other options. I can start my own business. I can go in a million other directions. I can consult. I don't need the day-to-day slog of corporate America anymore. And, and I think that menopause contributes to it because it just is, you know, it adds to a level of perhaps like you don't feel as good. Maybe you don't have the energy. Maybe you want your own time back mm-hmm. for many reasons. I think it's one more layer in the many layers that force women out at 50 or 50 plus. Right. So what are you hearing about the good sides of menopause? You must be doing a lot of focus groups. You must be hearing the good things. What are the things that women should look forward to um, as they get older? Because for me, I actually, I mean, I did not like the hot sweats. I did not like any of that. I will be really honest. I was extremely uncomfortable. Um, But I have to say, I am so happy not to have my period anymore. I'm so happy not to be bloated. I'm so happy not to have to be on an airplane and wake up flooded. I'm like, like, so there's so many benefits. I am just, I am really, it's like, for me, I'm, I'm like, where was my menopause earlier? That's, you know, my attitude. I mean, I think you just said a lot. Um, I think I think there are two kind of ways to look at this. You, you know, on the one hand, yes, many women, you know, despite maybe not liking going through menopause, like you said, the hot flashes and some of the things that lead, you know, you, you have to go through to get here. Um, you know, a lot of women feel much better. They no longer get cramps, you know, if they had had uh, their cramps, they oh don't get their God. period anymore. They, again, bloated, hormonal acne. Uh, I, and I will also add now, you know, if you are in menopause or perimenopause and experiencing symptoms, the good news also is that more doctors are recommending, you know, hormone replacement therapy of all levels and all sorts. And if you're a candidate for it, it can really help with your symptoms. So oh yeah, you don't even have to suffer as much as, you know, w- women like you, um, right. there's, there are, there are better options now. So I think there's the general, how your body feels, which a lot of women say, you know, they feel much better. I also think, you know, women tell us all the time, like, their kids are out of the house while they're sad their kids are out of the house it's also a level of freedom yes they have done so much in their careers if they had been working that uh, like what we were just talking about they can go out on their own they can consult they can work part-time they have more options from a career perspective because they've worked a lot and gotten to where they are um if they so that some women really like that freedom to make their own decisions you know financially um, and in their careers. And then also, you know, women like to, they can travel, they can have hobbies, like all of this stuff that maybe was harder when they were younger, because you have kids and you are yes. in the middle of your career, there becomes a, you know, if you look at it in a positive way, um, there's, op- you know, you could do anything, you can go and and the women that I have found who are happiest at this time, look at this as an opportunity and not the end of something. And that's really what, what womanist is about. And like our whole brand is about the opportunity now and today and going forward and really not looking at this as the end of anything, you know, it's a closing mm-hmm. one chapter and opening another. Mm-hmm. And um, that's, that's definitely the positive side of all of this. And it is so, you know, in many ways mental, you know, how are you approaching life, your own happiness, your own 
thinking about your life and where you are today. And, you know, I, I encourage people to, if, if they don't have that sort of optimism or way to think about life, it's, it's definitely worth exploring, you know, how to get there. Yeah, definitely. That's what we do at Covey Club. Absolutely. And um, yes, I mean, I went through, through you know, I, I am on HRT. I got on there three years after starting menopause and um, changed everything. But yeah. it was tough before, I will say, but not in past. It wasn't impossible. It was just made things difficult. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so there are ways and I was against that and I would never do that. And, then, and all I could say is I moved over and I'm very happy I did. So yeah. the truth is, you never know until you're there right. and you never you just have to and each person's journey is individual and you have to um, accept it at that. Yeah. So, so let's talk about, um, as we get to our close here, um, what three things would you recommend if we're going to look at menopause in a different way, if we're going to reinvent our attitude towards menopause, what would you say are the three top things that you need to do? Um, yeah, and I, I like talking about like what I've learned over the last two years because I've learned a yeah. lot. Um, yeah, I you know I would say when we went into this, we went into this very much from a business perspective. Like, oh, we think there's a great opportunity, and it's we have a mission, and we feel really strongly. And it's you know I've spoken to hundreds of customers, I've spoken to hundreds of women and doctors and experts, and when people say to me, what what would you what do you tell women who are just starting this? Um, might be an unusual place to start, but I think weight training, and I know it's like really specific, but I can't tell you how important it is to, and it, it, you know, women, obviously you should be, I'm a huge proponent of exercise in general, keeping your body moving, keeping flexible, but sort of a big surprise for me coming from a person that was like a huge runner all my life. And I mm -hmm. ran did aerobics. I've stopped all of that. And I spend a lot of time lifting heavy weights. Like that's what I do at the gym. Now I 45 minutes lifting as heavy as I can. I have a whole regimen, but it does so much for your bones, your muscles, your brain, your, um, and, and weight loss and weight loss. And too. Weight the, loss. the research actually shows exactly what you're saying. And, um, surprisingly, I always did weight weightlifting as an add-on like you did. Yeah. We were all focused on the aerobics and they, the research is definitely there saying that as you get older, if you have to choose between the aerobics and the weightlifting, it's the weightlifting exactly. for building bones. And I mean, for mental and for weight loss, which is really kind of interesting. Yeah. And I was, you know, you can, I, I was one of those people that like picked up my eight pound weights and was worried I was going to get too big and that, you know, none of that, <laughs> <I'm now laughs> okay. doing, you know, 30 to 35 pounds, just wow. deadlifting 160 pounds. I mean, oh my Lord. Like, okay. I'm yeah, not like I'm, that. I'm still doing the light thing. Okay. I'm, interesting. Going, I, I'm going deep, but um, okay. Yeah, so the weight training is so much more helpful than I ever thought before. So that's one thing every doctor I talk to in this space says, talks about yep. that. The second yep. is, and, and this goes a little bit to a comment you just made about being kind of open-minded about different solutions. Find a good doctor. 
And I, you know, I'm with somebody who's, I loved my OB, the, the, the doctor I had that helped me have my babies, amazing, loved him, amazing doctor. But when it comes to perimenopause and menopause, and quite frankly, aging, you, I needed somebody yeah, new. I agree with you. a doctor who is a specialist and an expert in this exact thing. And, and many gynecologists are not. And That's they'll right. you know, give you a very, you know, flat answer. You know, they'll say the same thing to all their patients. There are amazing functional doctors out there, functional yep. gynecologists, women, uh, doctors who are specialists in hormone replacement. It is so critical because to your point, HRT really changed. You were against it. You get on it. You're totally like, oh against it. You know? Yeah. Yep. And you really need to be educated on what are the pros and cons? What does it do for you in the long term? I mean, HRT has huge benefits in the long term for heart right. health, brain health. It can That's fight right. off Alzheimer's. It can bone health, cancers. Yep. Yep. I mean, it is really an amazing thing, re- amazing drug if you're the right candidate. And so I would that's right. an open mind and find a doctor who knows what they're talking about, about perimenopause, menopause, and aging in general, um, and keep an open mind and listen to what they have to say and do you know research and talk to friends, see what friends are doing. You might be surprised. Yes. So that's true. Yes. And a NAMS, NAMS certified um, yeah. doctors are really good, which is what the National Association of Menopause Specialists. I don't specialists. Yeah. yeah. But you can you can look up and find. And that really makes a big difference because yeah. even the OBGYNs are not given information about menopause. They're, they they yeah, yeah. focus on they get like a half a day, I believe, is the the general of their um, training exactly. in med school. In, in some cases it's an elective. Um, and many, and many doctors, OBs, they want to focus on, on obstetrics and that's great. We need those doctors too, but we need more doctors focusing on women past fertility. What happens next? Right. Correct. Um, And there, you know, you have a long life ahead after you have your babies. (laughs) So that's right. And if you haven't had babies, what happens? And so, right. so critical to find a, a doctor you can really speak to. Um, Good point. I think the third thing I would say, and I say this a lot, and it, again, we, we've kind of touched on it, is about this idea of acceptance and really being happy with where you are today and not look back, not regret, you know, spend yes. you know, that mental energy in a much more positive place Um and have, you know, just a sense of humor about it all. Every woman is going to go through this. Every woman is going to age. Every woman is going That's to right. 50 as long as you keep going and you want to keep going. That's right. Um, so always look for, you know, the bright star in, in where you are in that moment. Um, and and it, again, it's so mental and it's not easy. It's almost the hardest thing out of everything is to right. get your mental health in a good place and being optimistic. But um, it really, there's no reason to look at this as like we said, the end it's, it's so positive friendships, life adventures, you know, you've so much ahead and being positive is, is so important right now. And positive makes it all go on for longer. We know that Yeah, yeah. the research is there as well. Well, wonderful. Michelle, thank you so much for your time. We so appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much. This was great. 
So thank you all so much for joining us for this podcast. I hope you uh, learned something. I hope you learned something about menopause and how to navigate it. I hope that you're inspired by Michelle and what she's done. Check out her creations. And also think about the things that you can create. Uh, I love the fact that she thinks this area is a real area and she's somebody who comes from a history of packaged goods, so she should know. And I'm hoping, really hoping, that the world is here towards recognizing that menopause is a stage we all go through and that we should attend to it. There's money to be made, but there's also people to help. And if you have an idea, what a great way to reinvent yourself. So I hope you enjoy it. Please give us a review at Apple Podcasts. If you like the podcast, that helps other people find us. And please follow the podcast and share it with people you know who are trying to reinvent themselves or trying to reinvent themselves through menopause. So speak to you next time. Bye.